Tristan, thanks for coming on the show, man. We got Tristan Merrick here. Um, first podcast in, yeah, six months. We were just having a quick chat about it, but it's been a while. Uh, a little bit nervous, but uh, yeah, no, it's cool. Um, yeah, last one was March with my bro. And um, and on top of that, mm-hmm. I haven't talked to Tristan in, I don't know, we talked about it earlier, like, we, have, we couldn't like, get the exact math going, but within two years and six months, who knows? So it's good to have him, back, good to have him on the show and chat. Uh, he's a bit of a podcast veteran from back in the day. Um, so we'll chat about that at some point, but, uh, Tristan, how's it going, man? Good to see you. Yeah. Thanks very much for having me on here, Ryan. Obviously, um, it has, it has been a hot minute. It's been a minute since I've seen you. And then, yeah, even for you, I was like, wait, you haven't done any in a while. Cause obviously, you know, with kind of everything going on, social distancing, you can't really do the, uh, conventional podcast model of like face to face. So, uh, here we are, uh, 40, 47 kilometers apart, I think on, according to Google, but, uh, uh, if you go on uh, Whistler Winter, I cannot go anywhere near you in Whistler, and you can't come anywhere near me in Squamish. So, yeah, I know, and there's lots of stuff going on in both places. Um, yeah, I'm used to doing the ones in person. I like them just because there's the interaction stuff that we do, uh, and it was kind of set me back. But um, you know what? Conversations are good. Conversations uh, need to happen, and I think people need to communicate and connect. And so um, this is a good way to do it. Technologies allow us to uh, to do that. So. Welcome back, uh, and, or not welcome back, but welcome on, and um, yeah, we got, I don't know, we'll go for a little while here and see how it goes, um, but yeah, I want to know, we haven't, ta- we haven't talked in a while, but we were just talking earlier before we, we started, uh, before we hit record, um, and you were talking about some recent work you were doing, um, I don't want to get too much into the, the current situation as far as like, you know, restrictions and stuff, but what have you been up to, like, since, I don't know, what have you been doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, most recent, like, what's your, what's your work got you doing? Yeah, I mean, 2020, it's been a trip. Um, but I've been I've been fortunate enough to be working for Lululemon since um, last October. Yeah, uh, just, just as a contractor, somehow continue to roll over these uh, one to three month contracts. And here <laughs> we are a year later, um, working for them doing uh, as a producer. So cool. it's been it's been obviously interesting with kind of restrictions and, and how we kind of navigate. Um, you know, how every brand, I guess, navigates this kind of current landscape of um, creating content uh, for, you know, to go via email, websites, social media, all that stuff, how it gets updated. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, I was in the city today getting set up for a shoot tomorrow and I'll be on set with uh, five others socially distanced under full COVID protocols tomorrow to uh, pull off a photo shoot. And, uh, you know, people will be able to uh, see that stuff online kind of end of, I guess, end of December. So. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. they do things pretty quick. Like they don't, they do things like they aren't like a year out because they don't really have seasons. They do things like this is product coming out now. We're doing it. Kind of hits the market pretty fast. Um, I worked there for a bit. I mean, yeah, as, as you know, so yeah, we we hung out there once in a while. But um, as you were an athlete, but um, yeah, I, I, you use that term very loosely. <laughs> Whistler, <laughs> Whistler athlete. <laughs> oh, you were man, it counts. Um, but yeah, so because um, your background though, you I mean you have a background in in production pretty significant i think i mean from what i remember uh between yeah like, you know, crankworks and, and red bull and uh, announcing and x games i think too and like motocross i don't know like motocross dude you're like a done a ton of shit yeah i mean i was thinking about it today i was like man i like we haven't talked in a while and then i was like flashing back and i was like wait, i remember you working at the rendezvous supervisor food and beverage clean cut young yeah. kid and it, i was like man i was like winter of 05 i think winter 06 yeah i moved here in 03 i worked in glacier creek for a bit uh, on blackwell yeah. mountain if anybody does anybody from out of town is listening or from out of wherever you're listening from uh 
Tristan and I worked at Whistler Black Home together for, well, not together, but at the same time for, yeah, for a while. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like that around then for sure. You were, you were working for, um, house or housing or whatever it was right then. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, yeah. So I was like at the time rental retail. So then somehow made the switch to working in like employee experience for Whistler Black Home. Right. And, you know, I would deal with people as they come through the door and then looking for jobs and then kind of shifted to staff housing, which, and then, <laughs> story time there um i, I lived I don't, there when i was 30 yeah <laughs> i mean staff housing anybody anybody like ah, staff housing at a resort like who'd ever want to live there but i think like at the right point of anybody's life staff housing can be the greatest thing ever you know like i mean maybe not right now but it sets you up for friendship adventure fire alarms at four in the morning uh <laughs> Cooking, cooking classes, you know, funky smells, you know, just like really friendly people and then real probably some assholes too. But like, yeah, it does set you up for, uh, I mean, that's how I met friends when I moved here. You, you know, totally. you're a small town, you don't know anybody, you come from across the country, you live in staff housing and you can just, I mean, you're forced to meet people, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, kind of steamrolled that. And then um, some, well, I wouldn't say somehow uh, I'm a, self-proclaimed action sports nerd you know like sure. I, I enjoy I enjoy watching everything and kind of knowing about it and then an injury at crankworks um kind of led to led to them needing some announcing help and then i started announcing for them over the company i was working for um you know year, the next year had some more work and then it kind of steamrolled in the last decade of of action sports so yeah um announcing for the last six years at X Games, summer and winter, all their motorized events, I would say. Oh, so, cool. um, man, we used to have trophy truck racing. I do Harley Davidson flat track, uh, Moto X, all the really? like best track, best trick, freestyle, quarter pipe, high jump. And then wintertime is snow bike, snow bike racing and oh. uh, all the snowmobile stuff. So, um, I didn't know, you know it was that deep, man. I didn't know you'd gone like, like, yeah. I remember I heard something about motocross. I didn't know it went beyond that. Yeah, I think it's, I, I kind of like to stay out of the low limelight. I mean, the sure. way I describe my announcing best is I'm just a super fan with a microphone. Right. So I'm, I'm really just asking, I'm, I usually do all the field reporting. Um, I have like hosted, I have um, been the play-by-play -play guy, but I do most of the field reporting. So that's, you're down in the field. And so anybody who is interested in that, there is a role for each person. So if you're ever, when announcers sucking, you know, the host, it's never their job to know everything. Their job is to keep the show going. And that show could be an hour. That could be three hours. There could be, you know, injury holds. So yeah, right. it's kind of, kind of, kind of hectic with that. So I'm down in the field. I interview the athletes. So for me, I just, I'm, uh, it's just an opportunity to ask questions I want to know the answer to. And um, yeah, because like if you're a play-by-play -play guy, you got to like maybe mountain biker for you, <clears throat> probably second, second nature, but like, man. I don't know how much you know about motocross stuff or like motorsports, but like I, people who are watching your diehards would call you out immediately, right? Like for you to mountain biking, you can, you know, things, you know, people's names. You can probably recognize someone's shoes by who they are almost, right? Or their bike. Totally, totally. But if you're like, you know, some guy in a truck, you never seen before, you're like, I don't know who he is, but as, a, as the guy on the ground, you can be like, hey, how was your lap around when you rolled your car there? How'd that go? You know, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I, there's, there's a formula to the job, you know, it's for me, especially play by play. It's like, why should you as a fan care? You know, that was always, that was always in my head. So like 
take something relevant they've done in the past. Maybe it's an obstacle they're overcoming. It's an injury or they had, you know, a heat race earlier in the night. They had struggles. Um, talk to them about that. Why should the fan care that they've overcome this or that they're in the finals? Um, and then obviously, you know, like the, 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 the medals, the medals interviews are always like, they're pretty straightforward, right? Like somebody, somebody won usually like, especially in the X games world, somebody did something that's never been done before, you know? And that's like, um, I'm, I'm in my garage. I have a, a variety of things. There's tire walls down that way and that way of, of memorabilia, but you know, I can like look around and I'm like, Oh yeah, I was there when, you know, uh, guy did double backflip off an open quarter pipe you know i was there when this guy did this and 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 especially too with like some of the female stuff that's been going on the last few years you're like yeah i I was there and it's it's pretty pretty amazing to see uh the sport progress because i was just a kid that grew up watching x games and and uh you know that's that's one of my favorite events but yeah obviously like you said there's crank works in there there's red bull global rally cross lucas l pro motocross um so funny Mount, yeah like mountain biking stuff and then yeah kind of the announcing led into um producing some red bull web series uh as well so red bull on track with curtis keen i did did that and then it transitioned to uh with greg callahan and and a little bit of red bull fast life with Lloyd bruni and and finn isles and kate courtney so it's yeah it's somehow parlayed into me now being uh working in the I guess you'd call it health and wellness. You could call it fashion, but uh, yeah. organizing photo shoots closer to home. Um, Cause obviously the action sports that are existing are very, um, it's very minimal, very modified. And it's kind of the stuff that I do just doesn't really exist in the same format to need the staffing amount. So. Well, I mean yeah. like, yeah, it's super cool. I mean like money's changing, you know, um, the amount of athletes that are at the top are even more concentrated. Um, and then, you know, if brands put, more money to less athletes. They have like bigger athletes. They put all their money into. I mean, I remember even when I was doing this stuff for Whistler Black, I'm the athlete manager and stuff. And then, you know, people had money going everywhere. You know, you oh can't... yeah, you know, it used to grow on trees and some of the events, some of some of the events and some of the athletes. And it's you know, we've been around long enough. Sometimes that tree is full of money, and sometimes that tree is is bare. And the same amount of athletes, yeah. same amount of athletes are still shaking the bottom of it, trying to get money out of it. You know, like and it just. I know it's cool. Sorry, it's like the inspiration that still happens though. You see the young people come up, they're still fighting for that. And even though most of them are aware now that there's only so many spots at the top, but um, it's cool to think. You know, even just for me, but when you think about your career, like, you know, mountain biking, you did it for fun at some point. You competed, and then you know, get an injury, or whatever. I don't know what that was, but was it like a did you blow a knee or something, or no? No, I mean, it was kind of a stupid crash. Um, I literally clipped a tree in Canadian Open DH practice and shattered my pinky. Um, didn't didn't hit, hit the tree hard enough that, like, you know, you have those moments, like, it's, oh, shit, you know, the bar turned sideways. Didn't crash. Rode it out still at high speed. This was on kind of the upper section. Right. And instantly the hand didn't feel very good. And, mm-hmm. you know, went went down, went to the clinic, and it was it was busted right through. And, and you know pretty bummed that was the one race i was like looking forward to you know you live in whistler that's what you look you know you look forward to crankworks crankworks is you know nine days of partying and bike Can't riding work. and friends yeah. and hanging out and and uh to be on the sidelines was like the, a weird thing because that was the first time since um i kind of really got into racing once i moved to whistler in 05 so it, it was it was it was it was an interesting change and then 
yeah, kind of got called up to the uh, the big big leagues randomly because they were asking for somebody to essentially be a researcher to give give notes to the announcers. They're just like, hey, kind of want somebody to fact check. So you know, anybody who's interested, pretty much every every large sport has that. You know, you don't realize it behind the scenes, but there's like you know, ESPN ESPN for X Games has like a team of, of four people year round that kind of work on that. Maybe it's a little bit less now. But then during the week, there's, you know, for us as announcers, we know we know what's going on. We know what's going on, even if we're not at the event, you know, there's updates all the time. So I was just literally hired to, or not even hired, asked to come in, volunteer my time and pass on some notes. And then I shouldn't have gone near the announcing booth um, on day one, but all of a sudden microphones showed up and I'm not mic'd in, you know, I don't have a headset on, microphone shows up. And then all of a sudden over the PA, the guys beside me introduces me and I was like, yes. you know, you know, not how it starts, man. That's how it goes. Right. That, you're here. That, I mean, that's, yeah, that's it. That's how it started. So I kind of got introduced that way and nobody knew. So, right. Like I, you know, I have a pretty good sized friend network in Western. Nobody's like, wait, what? Hey, what is, what is he doing? Like, why is Tristan's voice over the PA? You know, like that sounds like Tristan. And then that was just for live announcing. And then all of a sudden I was in the broadcast later in the afternoon and, and, uh, the one day turned into the rest of the week. And, um, but that was really the only announcing I did for the first couple of years was I do it once a year, which you were still working for house. It was, yeah, I was still at staff housing, um, you know, take, taking care of, of, uh, the young adults, some kids. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was just kind of a, a side side thing. And the first couple of years they're like, Oh, you can race. And, you know, Nat Grother, who used to work for, for Crankworks would, you know, seed me first, seed me first down in, in the pro categories. And I'd come down and, but I was your, you know, I was the kind of person on the street. How was the course? How was it, you know, how was it breaking in? So it was, it was you know, it was a fun couple of years. Um, and then eventually the, the, the kind of production managers like, Hey, we can't just keep hiring you for like the biggest mountain bike. I don't want and I don't want to get in trouble with this, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's the biggest mountain bike event of the year, but it's like pretty big in reality, right? Like outside of, of world cup downhills, it's, it's massive. Um, they were kind of like, you need to, if you want to keep doing it, you need to start announcing other stuff. You're, you know, you're once a year, it, it takes you a couple of days to get into the cadence of it. So yeah, fair enough. that was kind of the catalyst where then I was announcing for free winter, you know, kids and kids snowboard events and ski events on, on Whistler black home, you know? And, yeah. and that was, if you want to, if you want to burn six hours in the cold with a microphone, you start getting real creative of like how a show works, you know, making up your little thing and, you know, yeah. it starts to entertain the parents. They're like, this is the best, you know, like I know when, you know, I know when little Susie's coming down the hill and <laughs> yeah. that, uh, you know, there was a scorpion at the top and the, you know, but they nailed that 180 and, um, yeah. It's cool because, like, you you know you know the area, you know the town, you know what's going on, and like like you said, you knew a lot of people in Worcester Blackcomb, and at the time, Crankworks and at Worcester Blackcomb, there was tons of events. So you get your foot in the door as a volunteer, even. Um, I mean, there's opportunity that goes there because people know you, they respect you, and like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna do it for us, and, and then yeah, the the more you do it, obviously anything really, it's like that ten thousand hours thing that Gladwell talks about. It's like the more you do it, the better you get at it, and the more you get noticed, and the smoother it is. And if you're like you said a like a sports nerd and a mountain bike nerd, and like a stats nerd, then, you know, that role becomes pretty, pretty kind of like fit for you and easy to do, you know, I mean, yeah. it's still probably, you know, you know, you're on air, you know, you can't just, you know, fumble up or I'm just kind of why I like doing this. Cause 
I can make mistakes. And it's my thing. That doesn't really bother me. But um, when you've got a live broadcast, and you're like, you can't fumble. You're like, you know, you forget what you're saying. It's it's a big it's a big scene. But um, no, it's cool that you can cut your teeth in a, in a town like this um, and then move on to something like that. And I mean, Prankworks, I don't know the whole deal of it, but yeah, other than other than uh, the World Cup, I mean, now for sure, as a as a collective, it's got to yeah. be other than maybe X Games, but X Games doesn't do like downhill and like really anything at all. No, I mean, they dabbled in slope style a couple of years ago and right. I sh- shouldn't say a couple of years ago, quite a few years ago. And, but yeah, in terms of, of um, kind of freestyle free oriented events and, and downhill where there's, you don't have to have points. You don't have to qualify, you know, you can just sign up. Uh, it's, cool it's, it's such a, it's such a great, great system. And obviously they, you know, the, the world tour with them going to Rotorua, New Zealand. And, um, you know, the, the French events have been in there in the past and then uh, Innsbruck's in there now. It's, um, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, I think it's, it's, as somebody that grew up there, I remember like I seeing the first Crankworks and you're on the side and then to, to start working it and, um, you know, and competing and, and the friendships that kind of came of it. And, uh, you know, I, I traveled the world for almost, the last kind of six years, seven years, interviewing some of these some of these athletes that I get to call friends, you know, that I, that I was a fan of beforehand. You know, you'd see them in the movies, and it's like, you know, if I if I want to text Jared Graves, I could hit him up in Australia, and like he'll get back to me. You know, like cool. just, just the friendships. I think it's such a inclusive event, you know, yeah. and I think with, especially Crankworks, there is no barrier, right? Like you look at any any sports, and you know, you watch football if that's your thing, or basketball what your one day dream is to like, maybe be in the nosebleeds. You're not, you know, you're never going to rub elbow, elbows with athletes, but you yeah. know, you can be at the bottom of the crowd of Red Bull Joyride on Saturday and, you know, pound knuckles with Brandon Summonak or, you it know, spin laps, you know, that's a good point because like in bigger sports, team sports, they're pretty secluded. You get to see them when they walk on stage. But I mean, even here or anywhere, most resorts in Canada, U.S., I mean, there are there usually is somebody who's got their hometown there, but you can just be like shredding beside somebody who is, you know, an Olympic athlete on a regular basis or on a pow day or like, you know, on a good on a good bike day, whatever it is, good weather. And like, especially in this in this corridor, see the sky. I yeah. Mean, I mean, how many professional athletes? I mean, I don't even know between every sport that happens here. Like, gosh, like there's a ton. But then uh Hey, you just rock up to something like, hey, that's so-and-so. And they just came from yeah. wherever. And you're like, man, it's crazy. And obviously your connection to it. I mean, if you have those friends, you're friends with those people. And um, it is an interesting, I never really thought about that way. You, you can definitely be more connected with the athletes to some degree. I mean, some people never do. Like if you, you know, you're living in the flatlands of Canada, you might never be able to connect. But um, it's not like you can just move to New York or Toronto and, you know, play basketball beside, you know, a Raptor every day. You know, yeah, you know, it's I, a different I, thing because they're not making fifty million dollars a game or whatever else these guys, but like they're still, yeah, world world class, probably world known athletes, some of them. Yeah, and I think you know, I, I you hit it on the head, but I also think at the same time, like with with mountain biking and its inclusion, like it doesn't matter where you live, your if your goal is to go to Crankworks, you can go there, and you can literally have a checklist of like the people you want to meet and run into, and there's nothing. there's nothing that's really going to stop you. Right. Because the, the autograph signings, they're free. They're open to anybody, you know, like there's the demos in the village, there's the, you know, what's going on in the lift line. And then if you're, you know, you just don't get that with other sports and then, or if you are, you're paying a fortune, but I think like, you know, there's like Crankworks VIP stuff and, you know, you can, 
you can, if you want to buy your way closer to guarantee a, a meeting with somebody, it's like, it's, it's super affordable, you know, like it's the same revenue stream now where they can like, you know, if you buy the package, you know, like I, I've got to see comedians a lot and you can buy the meet and greet package where it's like an extra 50 bucks. And you go back and meet the person for like two minutes to take a picture and you're on your way. But it's crazy. That's like a revenue stream that they've discovered. It's like, we want to meet this guy. You can check it out, but it is cool. I mean, you know, there's even like ski snowboard events. I think just that in this industry or these industries are just because the, I think the idea of like individual sports just somehow seems maybe other than golf, something like that, but like individual sports, it seems to be more accessible to the person than team sports. Cause they're not so guarded, you know, like sure yeah. you have syndicate teams and the teams who are like all these riders, but it's like four or five guys, maybe tops, five guys, girls, whatever. Yeah. Um, when you see them, but, uh, no, that's pretty rad. So, so when you, do you still like now that you're doing your freelance, I guess your freelance kind of contract stuff. Yeah. Contract um, guy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Are you still, you still doing announcing for those things or like what's the last time you i mean i know crank has been you know canceled for not canceled but different for the last year or so yeah yeah i mean mean, in terms of like my last 